You are now tuned in to the Wrestling Purists. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another retro review, courtesy of the Wrestling Purists. My name is Ryan, uh, the best tag team partner in the world. I'm not doing all that. It is Jeff Hitman Hall. Hello, hello. You guys can't see it because you're listening, but um, Jeff wearing his Brett Hitman heart, uh, I would say uh, like a like a like a bomber jacket, maybe like a starter jacket. Yes, you know, thank you to the guys at uh, Chalkline. If you want to get behind this, that would be great. But yes, <clears throat> um, their stuff is great. Check them out. Um, I'm a Hitman guy. No, yeah, no surprise there. But yes. Uh, so first, I want to address the elephant in the room. Um, it's just the two of us today. Um, if you are over here from uh, from from Wrestling Ruined, Next Generation Wrestling Tennessee, I do I do want to personally apologize. Um, Eddie is dealing with some personal matters today, so um, uh, he does feel really bad for not being able to jump on with us. But um, something we really preach here at the wrestling peers podcast and in life, um, fam- family first. So, um, positive vibes out to our dear friend, Eddie, and maybe we'll, maybe we'll punish him by making us watch the next, next week's, um, main mania with us. That sounds good. All right. But like I said, mania season, it's in full swing. Also. Yeah. I apologize about my voice. I've had a cough for like four days. Um, nothing more than that. I can still smell, can still taste all that good stuff. So before you, before you get on your, you know, soapbox here. All right. This is how I'm going to sound for the entire thing. So I apologize. Uh, deal with it or don't. Either way, we're, we're, ta- we're talking WrestleMania 10 today. That's right. This is the WrestleMania that was billed uh, 10 years in the making. Kind of like how WrestleMania 25 was the uh, 25th anniversary of WrestleMania. <laughs> kind of uh, kind of silly. But uh, so this is, this is professional wrestling in 1994. Um, there is a lot going on right now in 1994. So Let's 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 talk about the rumble. I think going going back to the rumble is probably the best place to start. So this is so in '94, um, you kind of got to put your mindset there for a second. There were not all of these pay per views yet that we have today. They, they they didn't even start an in your house series in 1994. It might have been, I think, later in the year that they started doing it. But in 94, January was the Rumble, and then Mania was in March. That was it. There wasn't a February yep. show. There wasn't anything in between. Nope, nope, nope. And then you, then you eventually got, you know, SummerSlam and Survivor Series. But even, even that, even it was those for before it got to every month or every month and a half. Yeah. So at the Rumble... Uh, we had Yokozuna retain against The Undertaker. And then 
the Rumble, the last two men standing were Lex Luger and Bret Hart. Um, this is still the only time in Royal Rumble history where two men have won it. And we almost had it in 2005, but um, Vince blew both of his quads out and the rest is history. <laughs> it, 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 it's always such a crazy visual when you go back and watch it. Because when I was a kid, and I'll be honest with you, so 2005, I was, I want to say a freshman or sophomore in high school. And when that happened, and he blew his quads out, he was just sitting there in the ring. I'm thinking, like, it's kind of like a board meeting setup. Like, he's sitting there, like, listening to both sides. Already, like, he's the judge. Um, not the case. Jury, executioner. Uh, executioner more times than none but so but that was what happened at the rumble um so now we are on this crazy journey where and it starts with a coin toss um uh, yeah don't, don't don't have a match a good old-fashioned coin toss will take care of it. That's it. So yeah. So the ball there. So let's um I want to talk about the coin toss first because it it just seems so silly. Like, why wouldn't they just have a wrestling match in a yeah, professional be- wrestling company? Yeah, because you can do so much off of that. So you have the match, maybe some shenanigans happens when one person wins, and then you branch off to whoever helped the other person lose. There's your built-in storyline. Now, you, I mean, you don't have to do it that way either, but or you just have a match, and one guy goes over. That's you know, what I'm uh, saying. Clean. Um, I've always liked um, the way that MLW does their rumble, where it's like, you know, they have 40 guys, yeah, but then – it's your traditional, like, you get down to the final two, it's a match. I like that aspect. Um, yeah. Which I, I'm i a super fan of. I know that WWE won't change that ever. Um, so we've got, essentially, we have, I want to say, like, three to four big storylines here um, going in. So, WrestleMania is the first WrestleMania to not include Hulk Hogan. Yeah. Um, He had left in 93. Bret Hart is essentially um, the de facto guy here in WWF now. Um, Which is, I mean, long time coming. But, and you know that, being a Bret Hart guy. Yeah, yeah. And obviously, by the way they worked the coin toss, they saw him as the the guy. So we've got that going. Um, this is um, Randy Savage's last WWF match in history. Wow, I didn't know that. Yeah. Um, didn't know that. Yeah, it's... It, it's it's kind of upsetting once once you think about it because he would uh, he would he would be in WCW not too long after, and 
It's like, well, he went to TNA after that. And listen, Randy Savage TNA is not Randy Savage WWF, not even Randy Savage WCW. Okay. Um, I, I would have lost a month. I lost a lot of money if you told me, like, hey, what's the over under Randy Savage? It wasn't TNA. I'd have been like, well, no, no, he wasn't. I just oh. learned that today in my life. <laughs> I was I was no, today I, no years idea. old. Oh yeah. man. Yeah, it was a very brief cup of coffee. And he came out in all leather. No kidding. Oh well, I mean, I'm not gonna knock him for that. No. Um, so we've got Hogan, we've got we went Savage, we've got the coin toss, and then so the other really big storyline we have is this is this is what everybody will call the first ladder match for the ti- uh, for the Intercontinental title and so it's crazy but not really out of you know totally out of this world um so so Sean was the IC champ. He got suspended because he failed a drug test. Mm. Came back with imagine, the title. Imagine that. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's what I'm saying. And then Razor Ramon, now a red hot baby face, win, wins the title. Who who comes to somehow pass the drug test? But continue. I listen, I I don't ask questions. You know, that's 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 out of my pay grade. Um, so now the solution is now what we have is the ladder match. So a lot of stuff going on here. Obviously, th- th- this is in Madison Square Garden. It's got to be. Um, <laughs> so, I wonder, I wonder whose whose idea it was for the ladder match. That's a great question. Um. So we've got Vince, we've got Jerry the King, Little Richard's got America the Beautiful going. We're starting off right. Get the video package for the opening contest. Still to this day, the at, at the very least, the best WrestleMania opener. And that is Brett Hitman Hart taking on the Rocket Owen Hart. And Jeff, just just do it. Well, we almost should do this the opposite way. We almost just start backwards and work our way all the way back to this match um, in, a, in a perfect world. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, this is one of the greatest wrestling matches of all time. Call it what you want. This is my, this is, well, this is not my show. This is me and Cod show. And if you don't like it, you can turn it off. But it's an absolute masterclass, a masterpiece. It's just amazing from top to bottom. It's Owen Hart. It's Bret Hart. It's the best WrestleMania opening match of all time as well. It, it has everything you want. I mean, it has everything you want. Uh, both of the guys can work. Bret Hart is one of the greatest wrestlers of all time. Owen Hart's no, no slouch either. He's amazing. It's brother versus brother. It's, it's, it, it, the storytelling's great. The wrestling is great. It's little brother versus bigger brother. It has it all. 
um, again, this, this match is amazing. The, the technical wrestling, the storytelling, I mean, there's nothing wrong with this match in my eyes. And if there is, if you find something wrong with it, it's you, it's not the match. Uh, Todd, what do you think? I mean, I'm going to pass it to you because I, I really could do a whole hour on this by itself. So I'm trying to be no, easy no, on this go thing ahead. because I literally could do the whole the whole show on this thing. Um, listen, there anybody, are... Uh, go ahead. Go ahead. Um, anybody who has a brother, um, if you don't have a brother, then you'll you'll think, well, you know, okay, well, when you're wrestling your brother, you'll take it easy because it's your brother. It's the complete opposite. When when you have a brother or a sibling or a sister, you know, or wh- whoever that is, if you're ever throwing a baseball to each other, throwing a football to each other, raced up and down the stairs, carried groceries in the fastest. I mean, it's just competition, and it's what it's always going to be. Um, you know, if you enjoy the that 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 type of thing, and this was no different. And people also think that since it's your brother, like you'll take it easy on them. No, when it's your brother or your sibling, you can go a little bit harder because it's your brother and you know that they can take it and it's just competition. And this is what you got out of this match. Um, there's a spot where Owen it looks like maybe like impromptu kind of kicks uh, Brett in the head, uh, Cod, you know, when he kind of yep. kicks him in the head while he's got him in the armbar. And Brett kind of like points at him like, you know, like, all right. MF her, you know, <laughs> you know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. at the same time, because at, at the same time, they know who's going over. You know, they've they're professionals. But you get out there and you're still wrestling. You know, your, your mm-hmm. brother's still going to try to one up you, and it's just amazing. It's just for it's just an amazing match. And Brad and Owen, such good wrestlers. Um, and I'm not a crazy person. Owen actually is probably, I wouldn't say he's a better wrestler, but he can do more than Brett Hart. Way, a, a better athlete, you know, I, now Brett has the total package and that's it. I mean, he's the guy. He, he could be the guy now. He could be the guy in Jim Crocker promotions. He could be the guy wherever the hell he wanted to go. Mm-hmm. Um, that's that. Again, I'm trying to be easy on it, but go ahead, Con. And that's WrestleMania 10, everyone. Uh, thanks for listening. Yeah. <laughs> You like, you like um, what you hear? Uh. <laughs> yeah. Um, but no, it, it's it's literally a perfect WrestleMania match. It's a perfect story being told. Um, so back at the Royal Rumble, they were they were tagging and they were facing the Quebecers for the tag titles. Um, uh, the, the, uh, the Quebecers ended up retaining. You may also know them as the amazing French Canadians. Okay. But... Um, Owen was upset that that Brett didn't tag him in. Uh, Brett Slade got injured in the match. Um, and Owen turned and left him lying in the ring. Uh, Brett's resiliency got him back into the rumble. He won it with Luger, all that good stuff. Um, this is, without a doubt, um, everything you want in a professional wrestling match. Um, it's, I don't even want to tell you what, uh, Dave Meltzer gave this. <laughs> well, I mean, listen, I, I, I'm over Meltzer at this point, but go ahead. Um, Boy, he, he's in bed. He was in bed. I was listening to his podcast the other day and he's like, oh, well, 
I mean, I knew, you know, well, he didn't say it like that, but if he's pretty much saying like, oh, I knew Tony was going to buy a ring of honor. And I'm like, oh, of, of course, of course, because you're in bed with him. Like everybody says, and I try to say this and he's like, no, Jeff, he's being, he's not being biased at all. Yeah. Go ahead. Katar. All right. Um, but yeah. Um, so there is a match on this card. He gave five stars to it. Wasn't this one. What match was that? Uh, we'll get to it. Don't worry. Um, but this is this is a five star Matt classic for me. And circling back to the point you were making about Brett having the full package, I think he did enough. He had enough ath- athleticism to match Owen, but Owen, I think, was the more athletic out of the two, giving him a little bit more freedom in the ring, whereas Brett was a was was miles miles above a better technician and just and just understanding the ring psychology and he said he's got the full package it's everything you want i mean just i mean you want you you want story it's got it you want you want violence you have it you want that you want that red-blooded hatred where you know like your grandparents would watch this back in the day and they would really believe this and that's that's kind of what what that was here um yeah personal issues all you know like uh uh, family ties all all, all rolled into one and another thing too that i think people nowadays want to say that thing that 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 things do or that this does but this people you know us being older guys that have that live this when owen beat brett here like that that put him over yeah like that that put him over and not that he wasn't already over but if you, you get what if you know what i'm saying you get what i'm saying once he beat Brett at WrestleMania, he was a primetime player. Like that was he was legit. Like not that he wasn't legit before, but you you go over Brett Hart, you go over your brother and storyline, you know, Black Hart and all that, you know, and going against the family. And when he did that, I mean, everybody really took took him seriously. Now they end up ruining him later on down the road. But what don't they ruin? But but yeah, uh, yeah, he 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 went to another level. Um, after beating Brett, yeah, with without a doubt, and I know that they don't do him the best justice here moving down the road. Um, either one, honestly. Um, but if you think about it, it goes to show you what how versatile both guys were, and. Owen in particular, especially when Brett left, how you gave Owen all of these different crap gimmicks. And, you know, some of the gimmicks weren't bad. They just didn't really give him an opportunity to kind of do it on the main stage, you know, and that's kind of where I think they missed the boat after this. Yeah, well, I'm going to say that, but yes. Uh, yeah, they completely messed him over. Um, 
you know, he also unfortunately died in the WWF wrestling. So we can, you know, we can touch on that too, but, but yeah, so they completely ruined him, unfortunately. But at this time during this pay-per-view, um, Cod, would you say this, these, this was the height of his powers, would you say? Yeah. Owen? Oh yeah. Yeah. This is, this is, this is prime Owen. And, and, we're not saying not. We're not saying because of him. Like it wasn't like he run this wrestling match, making him a better wrestler than he already was. No, his wrestling ability was already there. I mean, that's like his place on the card, and you know the way fans took him seriously. You know, because um, if you, you watch, you watch when he wins, people are shocked, but they're not really. You, you know what I mean? It wasn't like a, oh my god, Owen won. No, like you went in there knowing that like Owen could very well win because he's that damn good. Mm-hmm. It wasn't like a yes. It was a roll up and all that, but I mean, like it wasn't. He wasn't necessarily an underdog. He just was a little brother. Mm-hmm. Um, Chris Jericho agrees with you. Um, he says, "For me, the best rat, the best match on this card was always Brett versus Owen, and it kicked off the show. And it was hard to follow. The story was amazing. It was kind of Owen's coronation, which a hundred, a hundred percent." A hundred percent. Yeah. Um, yeah, I agree. Yeah, he's right. I guess there's just one that people think is better than that on this card. Um. Now I got it. <laughs> we'll get to that, but but this this match is no joke. Um. This is the best, is best opening match in WrestleMania history, and I'll even argue it's the best opening contest in pay per view history. This is this is a this is a five star match for me. What did Meltzer gave it? Four point seven five. Because, well, okay, well, you want to save it. Huh? You want to save it no. for later? No, it's yeah, we can save it for later. It's fine, but I mean, of course, because because if it had one more super kick, it would, it would have been a it would have been a or or if someone's wrestling a tackling dummy with a ladder for thirty minutes, I'm sure that's a five star match. Unfortunately, go yeah. ahead. Um. So yeah, uh, so let's move on. Uh, we have a mixed tag. Uh, we have Bam Bam Bigelow and Luna Vashon taking on Doink the Clown and Dink the Clown. Uh, <laughs> that, this is that laugh, that laugh you just you just said says it all. <laughs> yeah, so it's a mixed tag match and. Doink is a comedy wrestler. Okay. That's all it is. Even when he was a heel clown, um, he was still a comedy wrestler. Um, this is not a good match at all. No, it's not. And it, it sucks because you because Doink himself can actually wrestle. Like all the guys in the ring can wrestle. But you know, you have I don't know. You got Doink, you got Bam Bam, who's a, a legit shooter wrestler, who's actually 
one of the big guy wrestlers of all time. So, I mean, Bam Bam Bigelow better than uh, Undertaker in the ring. You can at me all you want. But, um, yeah, so you have that that aspect. It, it's just – and then after the match, there's like a botchy, dust-up-y, afterbirth-y thing that's just not – you don't know what's going on. It's just – it's uh, – Listen, any match after um, one of the greatest wrestling matches of all time is going to suffer. But boy, I mean, well, sticking to our logic that we had last week, I, I guess this is where you put this match. <laughs> right, Kyle? Yeah. <laughs> we're, sticking, we're sticking to our logic that we used last week. But boy, this one this one was doomed before they... I kind of hate they, myself uh, now. Went past the curtain. Yeah. I kind of hate myself now because you're absolutely right. This is this is exactly where you put a match like this because in in booking a card, you know, and we and like you said, we talked about this last week, but AEW falls into this like match after match after match, and they're just bangers and they're great matches, but you're overwhelming your crowd to the point that they're exhausted by the time you know you get to the middle of the card. Whereas, um, like people are talking about how people talk about how All Out is the best pay per view at least in the last twenty years, but oh, but it had that one hiccup on there where you had uh, QT Marshall and Paul White for four minutes. No, that's perfect. That's exactly what you needed because you want the pop for when. Hangman wins the world title at the end of the night to not be exhausting. And before that, you had a ton of different things going on, including the cage match. So give them that little break. You know what's going to happen. It's fine. And then you get that main event and you get the reaction you want. It, it's great. It doesn't work here. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it doesn't. And listen... Mm. Why this is on a? I, I think the bigger question is why is this on a WrestleMania? But hey, it's here, so you have to put it somewhere. This is the best place to put it. And also, right, your cod about uh, Russell Cod. You're right about um, what you said earlier. It's about QT and Paul White. It's because mm-hmm. these modern rest, wrestling fans want, you know, a five star young buck, Kenny Omega, um, eight man tag every single match. And if it's not that, then it's not good. It's that. Yeah, and so how would when we get matches like this, I want to figure out like going forward how we would improve it. So like have it just be doink doink and bam bam. Yeah, head up. Yeah, that's that's what I would have done. Same thing. Now again, and because you can still have your um. Uh, Tom Foolery, Skullduggery during the match as well with yeah. Sean and Dink. Um, yeah, you you can still do all of that, you know, and still have just Bam Bam and Doink in a comedy match. Now, for me, um, I would say. As far as big men workers, I would say 
I would say Vader is like um, is like the Target brand, and then Bam Bam is like is like the Walmart brand. Uh, because both are big guys, both have a little bit of agility to them. They're very similar in a lot of ways, and I think see, that Vader uh, is just a step above. Um, I disagree. <clears throat> I think that if you're just talking about like athletic ability, then mm-hmm. yes, Vader. Vader is, uh, you know, a step above. But I think if you're looking at the total body of work, I think, well, I, I, I wouldn't even say body of work. I would say I guess arsenal of weapons, arsenal of work. I think Bam Bam can give you more because it's not that Vader can't wrestle. He obviously yep. can't. But he still kind of wrestles big guy E-ish, if you mm-hmm. will, where where Bam Bam can, I mean, he can, not again, not that Vader can't. Because, I mean, listen, young Vader had it at all. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Bam Bam, I guess maybe had it for a little bit longer. I guess maybe longevity is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. You know, because he could drop toe hold, go over, moonsault, hit the ropes, like, Again, not that Vader couldn't, but I don't know. Bam Bam kind of had more. Well, I mean, he wasn't catcher catch can either, but you understand what I'm saying, Cod? Yeah. He, he had yeah, Vader was more kind of like big guy strikes, slams, this, that, and the other. Um, you know, towards his, the later years. Now, again, younger, he could do whatever the hell he wanted in the ring. But I think Bam Bam could do more longer. If that if that makes sense. Yeah, there was there was there was definitely a stamina factor to go into that too and i think obviously we got more bam bam in the states than we got vader because bam bam was willing to do the job and he was willing to work vader was not no but being vader is an absolute freak show oh yeah yeah with yeah without a doubt um it still i think bam bam deserves better than this um Obviously, he wins for his his team. Um, skip this match if you're watching the show. Well, we get the Bill Clinton imposter uh, shown, and Vince treats him like he is actually Bill Clinton, but it's clearly not. Um, you have IRS sitting behind him, and then Jack Tunney sitting right next to him. Like, what? It, it's obviously not him, like. Uh, yeah, but I'll I'll tell you this: going back and looking like now, mm. like when I looked at it, I was like Bill Clinton. I was like they didn't have. Oh, that's right. And then like I I I had to like get up to my TV. Like again now, it, it was it was. I mean, I guess it wasn't hard for me to say it's not Bill Clinton, but it was a little bit though. Like looking at it through this lens you know mm. however many years ago but yeah uh it's when they paint him and they pan back it's the smug look that that um um that vince has like yeah like i've got bill clinton on my show like you, you know you know what i mean it's just that's like um crazy that's like when it was god it was late 2000s early 2010s when when Vince had like the Trump impersonator and the Rosie impersonator on Raw. Yeah. Yeah, it's similar to that. 
Just Vince being Vince. Doing Vince things. Yeah. Up next, we have the we have the tribal Hawaiian, the Kona Crush himself. That is uh, Brian Adams. Um, Crush um, now aligned with Mr. Fuji taking on Randy Savage. It's a false count anywhere match. Um, but it has like really weird stipulations. Yeah. So because th- this was a 30 second count, right? 60. 60. Yes. Yeah, see, cause at first I was like, Oh, well then you mean like a Texas death match? Yep. Mm-hmm. You know? But then I mean I want to say Texas death match is ten seconds if memory serves me correct a ten second um it's essentially uh, a death match with like uh, a last man standing so it's yeah yeah, yeah. it is no, but, not it's, six but it's seconds I can tell you that no but it's one of those like really elongated ten ten counts yeah boxing man. yeah there yeah will. depending on which state you're you're boxing in. <laughs> Listen, I will go round and round with people. Um, I think the boxing is the most crooked sport ever. Oh, even even as scummy as Pete Rose was about you know you know about about longest yarding the Reds, you know it it it's it's still nothing nothing's like boxing, man. It's it's such a crazy sport to where you can literally go to a judge and be like, "Hey, where you're gonna you're you're gonna give us 10, 10 nine rounds regardless of what happens." And okay, here's money. Um, or, or just like uh, like Floyd and Manny Pacquiao, like, oh yeah, we're gonna fight ten years too late because you know, like, uh, okay, well, yeah. Uh, it's it's just a crooked sport you you watch boxing matches and depending on what athletic commission you're watching you'll get you'll get a you know a one to two round differential from like two judges you know and then you'll get one judge that is like you know eight eight rounds to four you know in your decision and you're like something's fishy okay mm-hmm. like but enough of my rant on why I'm not a huge boxing guy. I grew up watching watch, watch a lot of boxing with yeah, because he was an amateur boxer when he was younger. But uh, it it's awful. But in this false count anywhere match, um, actually pretty okay. Is uh, it? Yeah. Yeah, it's it's no, it, it's not a terrible match at all. Oh, it's not a terrible match at all. Um, uh, Crush looks great. Um, the whole gimmick, you know, going over from, you know, the teal and yellow and all that to the red, you know, to the bag heel bag guy. It was mm-hmm. good. It was good. His work was good. He looked good. All this was real. Uh, everything was fun. Yeah, and I think this is a good idea on paper because I know the mid nineties gets a lot of crap for being very character based. A lot of, a lot of wrestlers doing more like gimmicky character based work. Kona crush wasn't really 
a gimmick. It was more of just him and his character work. Um, yeah. I liked him that he aligned with Mr. Fuji and had a reason for it. Yeah. But the fact that we have 60 seconds to get back into the ring is a little excessive. That's why I said it's, it's you know. Um, there's a point where um, where Crush gets some of Mr. Fuji's dust and goes to th- throw it into Randy Savage's face, but then he shoves it into his face. Yep. So obviously he's blind. Um, eventually Randy Savage, like, you know, hits his plethora of moves. You know, he you get the double axe handle, body slam, flying elbow. So gets the pin on the outside. So Crush has 60 seconds to get back in. 40 seconds go by, and then Mr. Fuji then gets the idea to go throw some water into Crush's face. And then he gets back in the ring with like two seconds left. Not enough. um, Yeah. So Crush gets back in the ring. Randy Zappin takes a nasty bump. He gets that back body drop all the way to the floor. He was 42 right here. Oh, my God. Which, like, isn't – it's not old. But, boy, old to be taking some bumps like that. 42. Yeah. Man, so, I mean, so 42 and then – 42 here. And then – And 94. Now you think – and now you think all the WCW, uh, the whole WCW run, then, you know, mid mid to late forties, yeah. yeah. So he was with Hogan in the Slamboree um, cage match in '95. So that was that would be next year. So he's forty three at that point. <sighs> yeah. So yeah. Yeah. So come what nine nine two thousand. He's fifty. 48, yeah, close, close to 40, it. 48, 49, 50, depending on, you know. Man. And look at the difference between him and Goldberg. God bless. Um, so we work our way to the back. Savage ties, crushes feet so he can't walk. Um, so obviously gets the pin. Um Savage makes it back to the ring. Crush doesn't. Randy Savage wins. Um, for as silly as the gimmick sounds, this wasn't bad execution. They executed it fine. It was the fact that you could have done this Joey Janela spot, you know, without the 60 yeah. seconds. Yep. You know, <laughs> so we get an interview with the Bill Clinton imposter. Um, There's a lot of IRS talk and taxes and IRS congratulates Clinton for raising taxes. And I, I thought it was actually, I thought it was actually great. I'm not going to, it was, I mean, not great, but I just thought it was, 
I don't know. I enjoyed it a little bit. Yeah, yeah, it was, it was, it was fine. But then you look at it on on the surface, and you're like, "This is wrestling, right?" And then yeah. you remember, and you remind yourself, it's 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 the mid '90s, and you're like, "Oh yeah." Well, again, Vince has always wanted to be movies and entertainment, and not necessarily wrestling. Well, speaking of quote-unquote wrestling, um, we have the singles match for the WWF Women's Championship. This is a Lunder Blaze defending against Lilani Kai. Uh, not good. Um, no, and... Uh... Um, and Jerry Lawler is just <laughs> Jerry Lawler, which is wild, wild west, unruly. This whole damn pay per view, yeah. Um, yeah, this isn't, um, you know, this is just it's a match, technically. Bro, <laughs> remember a couple weeks back, we were like, what defines a match? Yeah. Poor Leilani Kai. I don't know this lady, but with a name like Leilani Kai, and then I seen her, I was like, wow, you look like one of my aunts. I don't know how that works, but <laughs> but sure. Uh, again, I mean, it wasn't terrible, like, but it was just, uh, it was a match in, in, in air quotes. But hey, a women's match at WrestleMania, that's at this point in 94, I mean, that's that's something, right? Um, Sure. Um, so she hadn't wrestled a match in two years. Blaze or Kai? Lani Kai, because Alundra Blaze is your champion right now. Yeah, yeah, but she's been rocking and rolling. And I apologize. That's all me for not being prepared. It's all good. <laughs> yes, yeah, so I, I, I want. I wonder where this, uh, you know. Because obviously, again, 94, you're not going to get... I mean, there is no television show or what... I mean, well, there is, but, you know, you're not going to... They're not going to, unfortunately, waste time. Well, what they would consider wasting time for women's wrestling. So, like, I wonder what the buildup was for, you know, for this. You know, hey, well, we just need to get Alundra Blaze on the show and whoever takes the the open book. You know what I'm saying? Whoever we book is who we get on the show i guess is that, is that it yes we um so i want to kind of put lilani kai's road to wrestlemania together for you um she loses the title at wrestlemania one to um you might know her as wendy richter um, she was, let's see here. She had a couple of house shows through 80. Well, that wasn't, that was in 85. I should be very clear. The first WrestleMania was 1985. She had a couple of house shows appearances in 86, 87. And I'm not, gla- I'm not glancing over anything. House show in March of 86. House show December of 86. 
house show in November of 87 was on the card for Survivor Series 1987, which is in November. The card for Royal Rumble 88. And so that was when she left WWF, came back for this in 94. Okay. So I uh, yeah, sorry. Go ahead. I'm not for this. Also, referees Mike Kyoto, by the way. I don't know if you caught that. Yeah. Fantastic yeah, yeah. wallet. Fantastic um, wallet. Um, well, well every, is, everybody's yeah. playing everybody's playing for a second with Kona Crush. I can tell you that right now, but but yes. Um Medusa's great, by the way. Um, yeah, she she is. I think she's a woman like we talk about in the show all the time. She's probably, I don't know, at this point, what, 20 years too early? Yeah. And Lilani Kai here is 44, which is not great. Yeah. I mean, she, um, I mean, she wasn't. She wasn't terrible. I mean, it wasn't a – it was wrestling. It wasn't like a bra and panties match and all. I mean, that would come later, but it wasn't uh, – you know, it wasn't it wasn't a mockery or disrespectful. I would say that this is closer to a Divas match than a bra and panties match. No, no, I agree. But I'm saying, like, you know, mm-hmm. like they actually wrestled. There wasn't a yeah. foolishness. Like, I mean, I guess we weren't at that spot in the world yet either. But, uh, you know. Yeah. What they like to do to women. Um, Jerry Lawler calls Alundra Blaze ugly a couple times. Um, which, yeah. <laughs> I mean, 994, man. Yeah, uh, he goes, there's also one where he goes, well, one when, Bla- when Blaze first comes out, he goes, wow. <laughs> that was it. I was like, <laughs> okay. Oh, well, that's. That's what oh, we're doing. And, it, and then, like, t- but then 10 minutes later, he goes, like, Wow, she's beautiful. And Vince goes, Blaze, he goes, No, you idiot, Kai. <laughs> I was like, Oh, Jerry. Oh, Lawler. man. Um, Alundra Blaze wins. Good looking uh, German suplex into a bridge. Um, fine. Like, that's, that is literally. Okay, that's about as best I can get to it. Yeah, it's it's a match. In their quotes, um, we get a Michael Coleism before Michael Cole. Okay, Vince on commentary. Um, he says somebody's gonna rock the house. I can tell you that. That was his Michael Coleism for telling us that men on a mission were coming. This whole card or show is just Vince is just that old wild. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he always sounds like he's talking in a I don't know a bag or something. You know, it's just it's yeah, it's old. It's old school Vince. And then there's a part where Owens wrestling Brett, and he says something, and and um, Lawler says something along the lines of. Like, oh, well, Owen's like just as good or something like that. And he's like, oh, well, yes, he has shades of the same tenacity. 
I was like, oh, geez. Put this uh, put this uh, up to medical. It's not a hospital. It's a medical facility, everybody. Never yep. forget. There so. we go. Um, so this segues into the uh, WWF tag team title match between the current champions, the Quebecers. Uh, <laughs> sorry. Que- sorry, Quebecers got me. Also known as the Amazing French Canadians. Okay. Um, also with Johnny Polo. Johnny Polo. <laughs> oh my um, God. Yeah. Um, who, what else did Johnny Polo do in wrestling? Hmm. Um, he was in Ring of Honor. <laughs> he was in TNA. <laughs> Guys, of course, we're joking. This is this is this is Raven pre-Raven. Okay, this is what is what a strange time in 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 Raven's life. This is this is pre-ECW too. Oh, oh but this yeah. is but this is post Scotty Flamingo though. Yes. Yes. So we had favorites. Oh, and this is also um, this would be the uh, this would be the first diamond mine. Okay, let's let's be very clear on this. Okay, yes. because right now we have right right now we have a diamond mine in NXT 2.0. Um, <laughs> we had Scotty Flamingo, um, who aligned himself with uh, Vinny Vegas. All these old old school names are popping me a little bit. And and this is no correlation with Diamond Dallas Page and the Diamond Dolls. No correlation. No. Uh, but they would have the Diamond Mine. Um, so Raven was Scotty Flamingo. Then he came to WWF and he was Johnny Polo, which his he was like a spoiled, like rich preppy kid. Yeah. And Jim then, if you will. Yeah. And then he went to ECW in at the end of 95, became Raven, and then went to WCW was Raven, then came back to East, then went to TNA. Okay. There was a brief return to WWF that was really awful, but Raven was in TNA as well. Yeah, I got I need to touch up on my TNA. Look, let me let me talk to you. When when Raven came back, well, let me let me be clear. When Raven came to TNA, it was still with NWA. But mm-hmm. it was really great though because um your first handful of champions um in in you know the TNA and NWA period. I'll just give you a couple on the list here. We got Ken Shamrock, okay, um, Ron Ron Killings, Jeff Jarrett, of course, AJ Styles, of yeah. course, yeah. Um, and then at the first Slam anniversary, Raven Raven won the uh, King of the Mountain ladder match. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Now that's a match that I've seen before, and it's actually not terrible. 
You may not be a fan of the King of the Mountain match if you're listening to this, but I am. I think it's an okay concept. It's different. Um, but yeah, um, the thing I remember most about Raven's WWE run when he was Raven was he was feuding with Perry Saturn. Yeah. You remember the wood, the wood chipper? I do, unfortunately. <laughs> when, oh man, uh, when he has, and this is when Perry Saturn gets a concussion, but this is the character he's given because um, he, actually assaulted Mike Bell in the ring because he dropped him on his head. Anyway, story for another day. Um, So Perry Saturn now is in love with Moppy, which is just a mop. So Raven with, and look, all right, so Terry Runnels is Raven's valet at this point, or love interest. Sorry, is is Perry Saturn's love interest at this point. Yes. All All this nostalgia is getting to me. And She's upset that now Perry Saturn loves a mop instead of her. So Raven's involved, kidnaps Moppy, puts Moppy in the wood chipper. And for some reason, it's 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 so bad it's funny. Where Raven puts Moppy into the wood chipper and then gives it a voice out of nowhere. It's like, oh no, stop it. Like and then it jams, and then he just goes, and then he gives you the Toriano, like, huh? Yep. <laughs> like, what do I do? <laughs> it jammed. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, WWE. I went, a, I went on a tangent. I'm so sorry. It's all right. Yeah, let it go, brother. But it, it, it just goes to show you, like, how, how topsy-turvy – Raven's wrestling career has been Scotty Flamingo, Johnny Polo, yeah. Raven in various promotions. Yeah. To putting a mop into a wood chipper to break up a love a love angle. Then NWA World Heavyweight Champion in 2005. Yeah, then ring then blood feud with Ring of with Ring of Honor and Ring of Honor against CM Punk. I mean, an absolute fucking blood feud. Yeah. Um, dog collar uh, matches and everything else. And it was great. It was absolutely, absolutely amazing. Yeah, it's insane. Like, I mean, good on him though. He does he does good work. He does great work, sorry. Do you know that he is um last uh thing about about Raven here? Um do you know that he's considered a genius? Uh, oh, his IQ. Yeah. Yeah, I mean that doesn't surprise me. I mean, I mean he's a also member too- of. Go ahead. I mean, I mean he is he is a member of Mensa. Oh wow! I didn't know that. Yeah. His IQ is one forty three. Now on to the wrestling. <laughs> yeah. God, Back to our original. Regular schedule programming. Listen, um, I just all right. So the match is the Quebecers uh, defending against Men on a Mission, which is Mabel and Mo. I just watched Quebecer Pierre wrestle last night. 
Yeah, PCO. Um, he shouldn't be. Let's be honest. I um, look, and I and I think PCO at this point is a crowd favorite now, and he's. I know he's very limited, and the work that he if he stays in his lane, doesn't try to overshoot, then he's fine. Um, yeah, yeah, he's he's not a guy that um, he had. God, I don't know. I guess it's two years now at this point. When he was Ring of Honor champ, he had his his moment in the sun, you know. Yeah. And and it was well deserved, you know. Like and like, it's not like they gave him the title on him, and he went on this like long. Like no, you know, it was it was, you know, because yeah, he, that that's the that's the way of a guy having a good cult following in a good way. Like yep. PCO got a cult following by killing himself, which I would never do. But wrestling in the ring and getting over that way, not Dan Housen becoming a vampire and people just, you know, well, I don't want to submarine this show, but I'm glad that you uh, said you know, Dan like, Housen. Yeah, yeah, Dan Housen and guys like that. Again, get your money. I'm not knocking you. Like, I'm not upset at you at all. Do what you need to do. To do. But in the realm of wrestling and getting over, a wrestler got over, not got over an act or a gimmick or whatever mm-hmm. whatever yeah um i'll let you go first with this one because i i'm still on the fence about it um i actually thought this was a good match um did it have spots that were they didn't need to be there yes um but this was actually i i, I went into it thinking that like this can't this isn't going to be any good but no, I mean this was if you if you look at it for the time, this was tag team wrestling. It wasn't awful. There were tags. There were, yeah. I mean, again, there wasn't super kicks and swantons and all that stuff, yeah. shooting star presses. But again, tag team wrestling, guys working together as a tag team. Here, we're trying to we're trying to hurt this arm. We're we're, we're going to keep him on this side of the ring. I'm going to tag you in. We're going to beat him down. We're going to do this. We're going to do that. Um, and that aspect. Yeah, it wasn't an awful tag team match. Now, of course, it had spots and this and another. It's a WWF match, you know. But in the grand scheme of things, I didn't think it was bad at all. What do you think, Kai? What say you? I see. I'm still on the fence about it because a lot of WrestleMania for me and the way I view it as a success is not necessarily the booking. It's necessarily the crowd reaction and how the crowd is watching this. Because Um, WrestleMania for me is a culmination of of kind of what started at the beginning of the year to now. And that's not the only factor that I that I consider as far as whether I think I'm a WrestleMania is a success or not. Um, but um, the crowd was dead for this, which means there was just something not working, not vibing. I thought the match itself was fine. It was just a very, it was a very odd atmosphere to be in. Uh, well, yeah, I, I think I think that's correct. Um, I didn't like the finish. Um, I thought the finish was kind of silly, but. Uh, well, yeah, but I mean, we're going to get to an even worse finish um, here in a minute. But oh boy, 
Um, um, I will say though, Mabel got the hot tag. Say that, say that to anybody on the street. Um, Mabel got the hot tag. Um, crowd woke up a little bit, but then the finish killed it. Just... Yeah, yeah, you're right. And again, so. I was coming from a, from the vein of like you know tag team wrestling. It 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 wasn't you know it wasn't terrible. Let, let me ask you this, Todd. Uh, going into it, not remembering this match and looking at it and watching it, did you think it was did, like just the the wrestling aspect? Did you think it was better than what you were expecting? It was about on par. Mabel at this point okay. wasn't so. Men on a Mission are a, are a pretty gimmicky tag team. The Quebecers are more character-based. So I wasn't expecting yeah. much, but Mabel wasn't at a size here where he was where he wasn't breaking pe- people's tail- tailbones and matches. You know? Yeah. Um, so my problem now with the booking for this, because um, because men on a mission win, but they win via count out. So the Quebecers retain the titles. And I know that people, certain people don't like it when you're ping pong and titles. Um, but a month after this, the head triggers would win the tag titles anyway. And they're not on this card at all. So we couldn't get either a three-way or a swap here and then a swap in a month um, yeah. or a clean win here. Like if you don't want to put the titles on men on a mission, that's fine. But the, but the count out finish really, really just bugged me. Yeah. I mean, you're right. All right. Here's where it's going to get real good. We're talking about the first of two uh, WWF championship matches. Uh, Yokozuna defending against Lex Luger. Now, here's the deal. Whoever wins this match is going to main event the show against Bret Hart for the title. Because Bret Hart won the coin toss. Which means Luger goes first. Um which Brett was already going to have two matches on the card anyway, so it doesn't really matter. Um, so we already got to a little bit of how we got here. Um, Luger turned face on July 4th on the USS Intrepid. He won the Body Slam Challenge. Oh, and then the, the rest is history, right, guys? What you're gonna there have? we go. Um, it's funny. Lex, Lex Express. Lex Express, baby. It's so funny that there's no, we're not reviewing WCW now until May, but here's Lex Luger. Mm. Sorry. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> um, but that's how he turned face after being the narcissist. Um, went over the rumble stuff, went over everything. Um, so we have some celebrities. I mean, it's, I mean, it's WrestleMania, gotta have a celebrity, okay? Um, 
Rhonda Shear, who is the host of USA Network's Up All Night, is the guest timekeeper. Yep. Donnie Wahlberg of New Kids on the Block is the guest ring announcer. And we get a surprise guest referee. That is Mr. Perfect. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and he has matching striped pants like the shirts. He looks like he's in prison. <laughs> he, he, he looks like he escaped, uh, you know, old 60s or 70s jail. In bars. Well, Lex Luger looking black is blacker than I am. Yeah. So, um, we haven't seen Mr. Perfect before this in a while. Um, we saw him on the Wrestling Challenge. Um, on November 7th, and this is his return. But if you think about it, this makes a lot of sense, though, because at WrestleMania 9, um, Lex Luger went over Mr. Perfect. So to kind of sneak in here, get his return. Um, so this is... I want to say for WWF standards in the mid nineties, this is pretty good storytelling. This is, is this is pretty good. Yeah, it gets better, better later, but we'll get there. Yeah, we we'll get there. Yeah, um, you're the Lex Luger guy. What did you think, Jeff? Uh, I mean, this is actually uh, one of the better Lex Luger matches. Okay, well, okay, I take that back. Well, I, well, I already said it. Damn it. Um, hopefully that's not isolated and used against me later on, but it's, he looks okay here just in the sense of he's a big guy handling a big guy. Well, he's a strong guy handling a big guy, but it's still terrible, you know, cause it's, it's like Sluger. Um, he does a flying crossbody off the top rope for the love of God. I don't know how I don't know how that happened. There's also a point in the match where he's outside walking on the mat, and as he's walking up the walking back, like out of outside, like outside the ring to get back in, he's going upstairs and he trips on the mat. Um, not like tripped and fell over, but like tripped a little bit, and you know, then he goes to the rope and this giant elbow that he never has never done. This definitely looked like he was trying to step out of his uh, wrestling comfort zone, or like, hey. I'm Lex Luger. Uh, this is the Lex Express, and I'm trying to. It, it looked like in the ring he was trying to reinvent himself a little bit, or not reinvent himself, but like try a couple of things. Yep, that's what I saw. Like that when he jumped up and did that elbow drop, I was like, Ooh, I was like, look at Lex Luger getting a little vertical, like jump up elbow drop. I was like, I ain't never seen that. You know, cross body off the top. Look at Lex out here trying to show you that he's not just all. Uh, you know, whatever, whatever. The best thing about this match is Jim Cornette. So, because he's a million dollars, um, the permanent cuts later is a million dollars. Put some respect on my man's drip and his outfit that he has on. Um, I, 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 Cody Rhodes, eat your heart out. Jim Cornette wore it first. Um, 
yeah, but yeah, again, it's a Lex Luger match, and we use that loosely. The finish is absolutely awful. The angle <laughs> afterwards is absolutely awful. It's just, it's just terrible. Like this is all that, and even the finish with Brett. But like this is all you come up with. This is the best you could come up with. Is this finish and then the other finish? So, I I made note of it. Uh, there's a Lex Loser sign in the crowd, and I thought you'd pop hard for that. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. There was, yeah, yeah. You're absolutely right. Um, and then I thought about it. Guys there weren't Twitter. a lot of signs at this show. That was like one of the yeah. more. That was the more notable one I noticed. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if it was just a. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Also, the you know these early, not early, but this WWE. You know, before they're a super duper um, power powerhouse. Um, just the doors that open up with the X on them are like, that's just wood. You can tell it's just painted wood. At one point you see a guy's hand, like, you know, like pulling open the door, like as they walk through it, which don't get me wrong. Like I'm not knocking them. It's 1994, but it's just cool. When you go back and watch some of these older shows to, to, to see that type of stuff that you don't yeah. necessarily no- notice when you're young and watching it or watching it all the time. Um, they did that at rumble. 06 too. They had the, um, uh, they had it was the it was the Roman theme, and they had the mm-hmm. guys opening the doors for every entry, which is yeah bonkers. Um, I watched this match twice because why? so I watched it the doing? first time. Hold on, hold on. I'll explain why. I watched it the first time. It didn't feel right. It felt like something was off. Um, I was very confused. So I watched it again. Back-to-back showing. Back-to-back. I watched it, rewound it, watched it again. Detective Cod. Yokozuna is working this match like he has a second match. (laughs) Well, I mean... So So I... I, I couldn't bear it again to watch again. So, Cod, again, props to you. I'm doing um, God's I work just, out here. Don't worry. I, that you are. Uh, I just assumed that maybe he was. I mean, I guess that makes sense. I don't know why I didn't. I don't know why I didn't come to that you know thing. But um, I thought maybe he was working hurt or something like that because when he's got him down in the in the little like choke hold, like neck hold, like they're in that for a while. Yep. And, and I was like, okay, like obviously he's blown up, you know, but yeah, it just, it just, uh, it was, I don't know. It, it, it wasn't like herky jerky or anything. It just, it was just rough to watch. It's just, you know, again, if Lex is, um, my, my man Cornette did more, my man Cornette did more walking and pacing outside the damn ring and cheering and doing whatever than, than probably both people in the ring at it together. Mm-hmm. Like add it up. Um, so I watched it back the second time and you can tell that Yokozuna has taken it very easy. Like if you watch it the first time through and it's just a wrestling match, it's bad. You watch it the second time through where you come in with the mindset that Yokozuna not only has a second match, but now 
that you know that, and the fact that he's taking it easy, you now have Lex Luger trying to overcompensate for the non-working Yokozuna. Now some of the moves make a little more sense, right? No, it does, yeah, because like I said, he was, Lex was like running, like really running the ropes. I mean, like running the ropes, hitting the ropes, jumping Mm -hmm. up. I was like, oh, shit, what is going on here? See, I took it as like, okay, he's trying to like, okay, like I'm on a big stage, WrestleMania, blah, Mm -hmm. blah, 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 blah. So, yeah, because like I said, they they go to that chokehold one too many times for me. Um, And then, too, you also got to think, too, on Yoko's part, you're actually going to, this is, wrestling Lex is still kind of easy anyway. When you wrestle Brett, you're going to have to work a little bit more. Mm-hmm. You know, Brett's going to wrestle you to, to, to some extent that he can wrestle you for being the size of Yoko Zuna. But yeah, you're going to have to do more when you wrestle Brett. All this stuff that you're doing with 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 um, Lex, that's not going to fly for, for Brett. Yeah, so. Brett, Brett's not laying on the ground letting you choke him four times for at three minutes a piece, you know, for nine, 10 minutes of the match. Yeah. Um, so I do want to get to the finish. It's kind of wonky. Not kind of, it is. Um, Jim Cornette and Mr. Fuji try to get involved. Um, Luger knock, knocks him down. They get into the ring. Perfect. Uh, Mr. Perfect tries to get both of them back out of the ring. At this time, Lex is trying to make a cover. Perfect doesn't count. Luger shoves him. And he disqualifies Lex Luger. Yeah, I mean, that's... And again, you know, I don't have a problem with it. Referee discretion, right, Con? Listen, if your back you is... can't be already, out putting your hands on the ref. Look, I will say that Earl Hebner would not have done the same thing. He would have pushed he would have pushed you back. Um he's done it to Triple H a ton of times where he gets in his face and he pushes him and then Triple H oversells for him. It's yeah. Um it is great. but in in kayfabe though if you are the official you're trying to get um, the manager's out of the ring. You're not going to keep turning your head, checking for a pinfall. You're going to get them out of the ring so you can refocus. So it, Lex Luger's being a bitch. In, and that's, and that's, and that's in cave. Okay. Um, now, you know, Luger gets his face. He pokes Mr. Perfect in the chest, you know, do you touch the official? No, you don't. But don't put your hands. You're not going to win a match putting your hands on an official. You can't yeah. hit him. Yeah. Um. Well, Mr. Perfect is is back. He's now a heel again. Uh, he's a better heel anyway. I don't know why we'd ever try and make him face, but no, it works out for me. Um, these these chokes are. are on the whole neck thing they're just it's just brutal it's absolutely brutal i yeah and i know cornet inside too is just absolutely squirming you know because it's just and 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 to piggyback off what you just said too now now looking at the match they're going back and looking at it 
Mm-hmm. You see all, you see the chokeholds, you see Mr. Fuji doing stuff outside. You see him talking to, to, um, Cornette, Cornette's doing his thing. And like, it's, it's all not bait and switch, but it's all, um, they're trying to get this match over, not over, but they're just trying to, you know, like, look here, look here, you know, it's just, it's rough. Gosh, it's rough. Um, the one thing about the one thing on commentary I noticed, and then we'll move on. Um, Haller says that Luger is the all American boy here, but says the real American way is Arabian oil going into Japanese cars. Okay. Okay. Now, is, is this, is this, uh, I would like Mr. McMahon to keep the same energy when, um, when Saddam Hussein sent, uh, um, to Sergeant Slaughter his own custom boots on his birthday. Where was that? Mm-hmm. Where was that at then? <laughs> yeah. Now, there's a long, tall tale here um, that the ending of this match was changed due to Lex Luger um, going out to the bar one night and and telling everybody that he was going to win his match at WrestleMania. And then Vince found out and changed the plans. Oh, I, I, well, okay. I'm saying knowing Vince from actually not knowing him. I'm saying I'm coming from a knowing Vince just from, I don't know, my entire life of watching his product that that sounds like the most Vince thing to happen. And you know what? I actually don't even blame Vince for that. And this, and this, climate of kayfabe and all that what do you think Cotton? i wouldn't blame vince for doing that i really wouldn't i really would um, not i wouldn't do it to the tune of what they put out here put out here for you today well, yeah. well not today but like you know but i mean if if he's out here telling people he's gonna win and this that, and the other then yeah i wouldn't do it i'd switch it as well same i really would um Next segment, next match, I'll call it a match for the sake that a bell rang to indicate the start and the finish of this match. Um, so Harvey Whippleman come, comes out, rips Howard Finkel, a new one. Um, Finkel oh, well, rips him a new one and rips his pocket off, okay? Yeah. Like, Harvey Whippleman, I don't know what you're doing. Get your hands off the Fink, you schmuck who the hell do you think you are i am pete weber's gold um adam bomb comes down to the ring earthquake shows up earthquake gets a belly to belly hits a power slam it's the it's the butt splash that's a match that happened good night irene yep um So go back to the locker room. Um, Jim Cornette saying he thought Ms. Murphy did a wonderful job of refereeing. And then he points out that the referees were agreed to by both guys. Uh, Why? What now? I don't know. I don't remember reading about this or hearing about any of this throughout my research for this. 
But if that's the case, Lex Luger looks like a real dumbass because you were just feuding with Mr. Perfect the better part of last year, 93. It Why would you make any sense? It ain't no sense. <laughs> um, Cornette, to nobody's surprise, cuts a fantastic promo about um, how Brett's got to come back after losing to his own brother and the knee injury and Mm. Um, so let's get to it it's the ladder match uh, Sean and Razor is this technically the second ladder match in WWF history care to take a guess on who the first one was who was the first one Todd um, it was Sean and Brett mm. yeah go figure um, it was a TV yeah. tape and it was released on home video, but this is the first one that was on a grand stage. Everybody could witness it. Um, and, and, and you want to know whose idea it was to do a ladder match? Well, I don't know if, if he was the creator, but just like on this platform of WWE, uh, on this platform of WWE. Who, who would that be? That would be Brett the Hitman Hart. Because <laughs> um, I guess they used to do them up in Stampede and Calgary and all that. Yeah. So, first ladder match of its kind. You, th- this is a real ladder, by the way. Okay, I know in today's wrestling, there's a lot of gimmick ladders. This is a real ladder. Okay. Yes. I don't think they had any idea in 1994 that the ladder match would be oh. what it is today, and then to also get the idea no. to burn money to make gimmick ladders. No. Yeah. This is a. Uh, this is an Earl. True value special. This is a low special. This is, uh, you know, this is a legit, bona fide, uh, real ladder. Yeah. Um, Michaels comes out with Diesel. Um, he walks around the ladder. Razor Ramon comes out, walks under the ladder. Um, what did you think? You can take it over. No, you can take the card. Go right ahead. Um, as far as I don't want to call. I mean, this, this is a gimmick match. I mean, it, this is. I mean, the ladder's a gimmick. Sorry, it, it, it's so. I think this is the second best match on this card. And it's, I think it gets, I think it gets overhyped a little bit. I think that the story is there. The wrestling is great. The use of the ladder is great. The right person won. But I think the fact that people are saying that this match is better than Brett and Owen, it's because you throw a ladder match into a lot of matches and it's going to be better. Um, it was a clean match. It was damn near perfect. Um, and like I said, right guy won, and that's all I care about. What say you? Um, okay. If you guys and girls know me, you know that I'm not a Shawn Michaels guy. And I'm glad 
that FTR deactivated his thing here a couple of weeks ago or a week or however it was ago because I can't stand John Michael. Oh, God, that's so, right. Sorry, I don't so remember. No, it's all right. So listen, Shawn Michaels is one of the greatest to ever do it. He's great. He's a terrible person. His wrestling acumen is great. I'm not arguing that. I'm arguing that this match is good, but he could have had it with anybody, and it probably would have even been better than what this is anyway. I understand what you're saying. I, 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 I'm with you in what you're saying, Kyle. I think this match gets hyped more. Um, you know, over the years, it's just grown, and that's fine. I have no problem with that. Like, that's wrestling. But, again, it's Shawn Michaels wrestling – like, like I say all the time, a tackling dummy and a ladder for 30, for 30 minutes. The ladder works more, or has better work than, than Scott Hall. Never been a Scott Hall guy. He looks the part, but he's not a good wrestler. Um, you see Shawn Michaels carrying him this whole, this whole damn thing. You can see him, like, you can see Shawn Michaels telling, like, uh, I mean, I think everybody knows how it works, but telling him what to do and, like, 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 visually like verbally you can see him you know talking to him like do this do that you know so again good match yes but it's not the best match on the card um again if you want to say it's a five-star match i don't even have a problem with that but brett's match is a five-star match too in my eyes um i think i've said everything i think i want to say about this thing again not a bad match by, by any means uh, but Shawn Michaels doing everything and the heavy lifting and, you know, just uh, Razor Ramon just there for the ride. Yeah. Uh, and I think that was going to be it regardless because um, obviously ladder matches are meant for, I don't want to say more athletic guys because I think that there is an athletic side to, to Scott Hall. Um. But I think that Sean is the more athletic of the two. And I, just, I, I do still firmly believe the right guy won here. And Oh, yeah. yeah absolutely. Yeah. It was, it was always going to be. Well, Sean, Sean's yeah. a. Razor Ramon is, again, I'm not knocking Scott Hall. He's obviously an athlete, a specimen. Like, yeah. you know, I'm not, that, that's a given. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, like, you know, in the realm of these, you know, one percenters, because I mean, now anybody can be a wrestler. So there's that you don't have to work out or anything. You can just sure. go off the couch and be a wrestler. Yeah, yeah. You can just be a wrestler. Hell, I, I can be a wrestler. Um, so in the realm of that, in these days, he's a specimen, you know, but in these one percent percent of wrestlers that were walking this earth at this time, whatever, two percenters, whatever. He's not the guy. He looks the part, but he's not a great wrestler. Well, that's fine. Get your money. Do what you need to do. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was always going to be Shawn Michaels because he he had the most he had the most upside. You know, Diesel suck. Uh, Scott Hall wasn't any good. Triple H is is good, but I mean, Shawn is the better wrestler. But later in his years too, you'll 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 find out that he'll win the belt and he actually doesn't draw because he's because he's not Bret Hart but we'll get to that later at a later date yeah so 
the reason I find this match as good as it is is I know that Brett and Sean did it first, but on a grand stage like like WrestleMania, I think to have a ladder match, everybody's watching. I think I think two guys who are stars in their own right, I think stepped up when they when they needed to. Yeah, yeah. And, and I, it's, it's fun watching this too, Cod, because this is pre-everything. Yep. So when you see when you see Sean hitting him with a ladder, go back and watch it. You see Sean hitting him with a ladder and just look at the first row, like four rows. And yeah. I was like, like they're like it's not like, yeah, how it is now, like, yeah, kill him. No, it's like actual worry. There's there's people like, you know, like with their hands on their heads, yeah. like Mm-hmm. You know, plus kayfabe and everything, it makes sense. Like, hey, you know, you shouldn't be hitting somebody over the back with a ladder because it hurts. <laughs> mm-hmm. So there's yeah. that. Mm-hmm. So we're we're going to get to the last two matches here in a minute. But you go and watch this card, and there's two ways you can come out of it. You can say that Brett Owen was the better match because technical aspect was much better. The story was there. The pace was fantastic. From top to bottom, I prefer this match over, over the ladder match. Other people prefer the ladder match, and that's fine because, because it's a hard-hitting affair. It's a ladder match. Sean's a star. Razor's a star. Big stage, big spots. There's a reason why this match is rated and is, and is given the accolades that it is. Personally, and I think that Jeff will agree with me that this match gets way more credit, I think, than what it is. Um, but this match is not a bad match. It's not even a good match. It's a it's a great match. It really is. Yeah. And yeah, I don't want I don't want people to think that Jeff just shits on Sean just because it's Sean Michaels and he's a Bret Hart guy and Sean's a scumbag um, because he is a scumbag. Let's let's let, let's let's be real. It's it's the fact that both matches are really, really good. It's wrestling. Yeah. And we 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 say either like what you like. You know, and this is another one of those things where you you could put um Jeff in a room with somebody else who liked the ladder match better, and both people are not wrong. I I I opened it up by saying again. I hate Shawn Michaels. That's fair. It's true. But I'm, it's true. I'm, I'm, I'm really, but I'm really objective. I also said that he's one of the greatest to ever do it. This isn't an indictment on Shawn. This isn't an indictment on Razor Ramon. Shawn's yeah. fine. He's a, he's a million dollars. His work in this whole damn thing is a million dollars. It's Razor that that is just there for the ride. Again, like that could have been. Like, this would have been a better match with Bam Bam. This would have been a better match with Mr. Perfect. This would have been a better match with Owen Hart. This would have been a better match with, um, uh, you know, who, who, you know, anybody else that's been on the card, maybe. I don't know. You know, like, it's just, for me, it's Razor. Mm-hmm. You know, and Meltzer gave this a five-star rating. And again, which it's I, fine. Which I don't, don't think he's, yeah, I don't think he's wrong for it at all. I don't know if we're giving this five stars. Um, 
the Wrestling Observer Newsletter did give this the match of the year in 1994, though. No, I can't do that now. <laughs> the line's yeah. got to be drawn somewhere. Uh, I, <laughs> Sorry. I, yeah. 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 Sorry, fellas. But it, it's 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 one thing to have a five star match, but it's another one to um, have to get there. Now I'm looking. Okay, so um, what is it? Uh, Pro Pro Wrestling Illustrated also gave it in 1994 to the ladder match. I know. I need to look at this. They also gave it in 1993 to a Raw match for Shawn Michaels versus Marty Jannetty. So uh, take that for what you will. Um, uh, okay. Well, I'm just going to move on because it's it, 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 it's going to get nasty. Um, yeah, let's go. Um, so up next is the 10-man tag team match. Um that was supposed to happen. It was supposed to be the heel team of IRS, the head shrinkers, Rick Bartell and Jeff Jarrett taking on the face team of the one, two, three kid, uh, Sparky plug Tatanka and the smoking guns. Um, in kayfabe, the reason that was given was that the heel team could not agree on who the team's captain was. Wow, okay. Um, I'm sure if you could take a blind guess as to what the real reason was. Um, sorry, Kyle, if I could I, hold you for a second. Um, so there was a there was a six star match in '94 that somehow didn't get match of the year. So let that let that blow your mind. But yeah, but Meltzer also gave. Brett and Owen five star um, SummerSlam '94 cage match. That's fair. That's which fair. is another good one. But go ahead. Um. So this ten man tag got cut. Why do you think it got cut? I don't know, Cod. Let me know. Let let the wrestling viewers know. Um, the ladder match was eighteen minutes and forty seven seconds. Um, it went about half of the time they were supposed to go. Oh. I'm sorry. It went twice as long as it was supposed to go. Um, oh. Well, I wonder why. Um, so, and Bob, <laughs> I can't say this in a straight face, in Bob Holly's autobiography, <laughs> The Hardcore Truth, um, he says that the timekeeper backstage reportedly and repeatedly told the referee over his earpiece to end the ladder match, but Michaels and Razor Ramon ignored him and kept wrestling until officials were forced to cancel the tag team match. Oh, hmm. wow. More douchebaggery. But, yeah. but again, this is the, this is the click. This is, this is what they do. Like, well, we're going to get our stuff in because of their special. You guys had a tag team match. Well, you did. Mm-hmm. Oh well. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's ten man. Hey, that's ten men. That's ten men that don't get Nothing. a WrestleMania paycheck, which sucks. But yeah, yeah, 
Um, Ridiculous. So let's get to the main event. Um, this is Bret Hart versus Yokozuna for the title. Um, Burt Reynolds is the ring announcer. Looking great. Jenny Garth is the guest timekeeper of Beverly Hills 90210 fame. And the special guest referee for this one, Rowdy Roddy Piper. Piper's my guy. Um, I take take it away. This is this is your moment. Oh uh, no, my moment was actually uh, the at the, of the, at the beginning of this. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, again, we should we should have did this backwards. Um. Again, this is this is Bret Hart at his best. Uh, um, he's coming off the knee. The knee's still tender. He's showing you that in the match, the storytelling. He's still work. He's working great. And notice how Yokozuna is working better as well. Oh, because that's because he's wrestling Bret Hart and not, you know, two biceps and shit for brains. So this match again now i'm not saying it was some staple of the beacon of wrestling because it wasn't but it looked like a good match for yokozuna against against Bret hart would you say that kind it, it i said it, it looked like a hell of a better match than than when he wrestled uh um i mean um lex luger right um like, not by much I think I think, Fair, I, think it, I think it is better. Yes, you're right. I think that. But, but I'm when, saying Bret Hart demands more from you than Lex Luger is going to get. You know what I'm saying? You know. So, I'm very curious if the roles were reversed, if we would have gotten the same result, because I, we all know that Lex can't work. That's fine. We are well aware of that. If the roles were reversed, would Yoko have put in a good work with Bret? And a not so great work against Lex. In That's the, what I in the main think, event. Yes. Yeah, I think I, I I think when you wrestle Bret Hart, you understand that there's a level of whatever professionalism, whatever you need to maintain for him that you don't need to do for Lex Luger. You think that's safe to say? Yeah. Again, not enough. a not 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 a great match, but I do think it's good storytelling. Um, for yep. the way it ended, uh, uh, again, and then, you know, them lifting bread up, which I don't, I mean, I get why they did it, but like, I don't, I don't think, I, I didn't think I needed to do that, but they did. Um, Owen comes out there and that's great storytelling right there. So you have Owen out there looking at his brother being hoisted heavyweight champions. Everybody's kissing his ass. He's the best, Brett's the best in sliced bread. Oh, and you guys must have forgot that um, I beat him about two hours ago. <laughs> you know, I beat your I beat your heavyweight champion. You know, and now I'm just forced here to watch. And then some schmuck comes out and tells him he has to go in the back. I don't know who the hell that guy was. Like, like I mean, I, I obviously working. Yeah, obviously worked for the for. The, yeah, for the, but I'm just saying, like, get this guy out of here. Everyone can do whatever the hell he wants to do. Um. Yeah. But yeah, that was really good storytelling. Um. So I enjoyed that. We we think Con. It was all right for me. It was much better, like I said, than the Luger match. Of course, like like we talked about a couple times already, Brett demands a lot in all of his matches. Uh, the finish was really dumb for me. Um, yes. 
I think I think that Brett winning made up for the fact that this match wasn't good. Because all right, so um Brett goes in the middle rope, um, and then you know Yokozuna catches him, hits a hits a really big belly to belly. So you could look in the crowd and like faces are stunned right now. Because normally it's belly to belly, Bonze drop, it's over. Um, he goes to the corner, goes for a Bonze drop. Um, he loses his balance and slips. Now, I don't know if that was a planned spot, but I will tell you, um, thank God Brett moved. Yeah, um, that was, again, this ending is lame. Yeah. Um, he he sells a head injury I mean, and then Brett he, covers him for the win. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, at the end of the day, for me, this is WWE fault. If you're asking a guy like Yokozuna his size to go two times in one night, then I I, I think I think it's on you. Mm-hmm. You know, with 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 what you get in the ring. And again, his work wasn't it was better this go around with Brett. But like you said, not by a lot, but for like, like we said earlier, all that time to book this show, and that's what you're going to do. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Like he slips on the rope. <laughs> I guess. I mean, you could have did. Uh, I mean, you could have did a. Uh, you could have did anything, Cod. Like a. Uh, uh, I don't know. I, I don't know. I mean, anything, anything. The rope could have. Well, I guess maybe you couldn't do the rope fell off at this point in WWE. Maybe they weren't there yet, but I don't know. I, I just don't like a slipping of the – I mean, you could have done a, somebody – Mr. Fuji is trying to hit bread or something like that and it hits, hits Yoko. I mean, anything besides this slipping on the rope thing because that just was terrible. Yeah. Because then you're asking Yoko to, like, actually – I'm sure they practice it, but, like, then you're asking him to try to sell some – weird rope slip you know and then you're praying Brett gets out the way like that's a lot to to mm-hmm. like you said to, to hope and dream on I guess yeah um but like you said we get everybody out ho- hoisting Brett up um and then all you see is little brother Owen down the ramp staring him down Setting it up, man. God damn. Um, but that's it for WrestleMania 10. That's it for this episode of the Retro Review. Um, next week, we continue on our road to WrestleMania. Uh, um, next week, it is WrestleMania 9. Now, the rest of the way that we're going to review all these WrestleManias through the end of April, they're all going to be chronological order. This was a little backwards because we were going to have Eddie on for this one. Um, so we we're going to let it slide. So we do go a year back in time. And then two weeks from now, we'll go a little forward. Um, but per standard, as we do with all of our shows, um, the opening and the main event, um, the opening match is 
Um, Shawn Michaels defending his intercontinental title against Tatanka. Uh, one, of my, yeah. one of my grandma's favorites. Ooh. And then um, the main event has Yokozuna in it. Yokozuna versus... Um, I'll leave it at that. Okay, okay, that's fair. I'll leave it at that because there's a little more... Uh... <sighs> yeah. There's American Man there. Um. Oh nine. Uh. <laughs> I thought you knew. Man. I thought you man, knew. I'm sorry. A... No, I, I I did. I just man, this 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 is a turmoil in my life. But good. Yeah. So when we looking at that next Sunday, um, guys, head on over to Twitter. That's the WP underscore pod. That's T-H-E-W-P underscore pod. Um, For all updates, including when we will have Eddie back um, on our show. Again, sending positive vibes. Um, You can find me on Twitter at Coach Cod. You can find Jeff at... Jeff M. Hall 1. Jeff M. Hall was taken. Guys, there's merch in the store. There's merch. Limited merch, but it's there. Head on over to bonfire.com backslash store backslash the WPP shop. Um, two different uh, quality tees and a long sleeve shirt. It's it's springtime. We walked outside this morning and I was in shorts, tee, t-shirt, and a set of flip-flops. My wife was in sweats and a long sleeve shirt. So look, this weather's perfect for both. Beautiful. Go by both. It's a, it's a beautiful thing. Listen, it's an introductory price. We're not making anything on these shirts, okay? We're making pennies, cents, okay? So do yourself a favor, support us in that way. Or if you don't want to support us in that way, you would like to support us another way, you can head on over to Buy Me a Coffee, buymeacoffee.com backslash TWP pod, TWP POD. Um, any monetary support would be greatly appreciated as well. Jeff, any parting thoughts? Oh man. Um, same as usual, you know, you know, you guys know how it goes gals as well. Support local wrestling, your local wrestling, other people's local wrestling, new watch new wrestling, old wrestling, new to you, new to somebody else, uh, with an open mind. Um, what do we have on tonight, Cod? Don't we have uh what's tonight? Um Revolution. Revolution. I guess check out Revolution. Um at all of us or at you know, add us on Twitter. Let us know what you think. I think we will be taking a look as well. Uh probably be safe out there. Be safe. Yeah, um, you can also head on over to Apple or Spotify or Google or Yahoo Music. Um, well, I guess that's uh, Prime Music. Oh, it's Prime Music because of, because of Amazon. That's right. Um, my predictions for Sacrifice from last night and a and Revolution tonight. Sacrifice, I didn't do well on. I'll be honest. A lot of the, uh, creative choices. I don't know if I would have done, but um, that's up there. Are you there? Uh, give the Wrestling Ruin guys some support. They're on all streaming platforms. And then head on over to nextgentn.net 
for Next Generation Wrestling Tennessee's next show coming April 10th. That's Never Say Die. Tickets are still on sale, both regular admission and VIP. And with that, whether you agree with us or not, we're right. Because we are the wrestling purists. (laughs) Thank you.